Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, are you feeling festive? Not really. I left no. my jumper at home by accident. Oh, but you're wearing a jumper and it is well, it's a the festive time of year. I'm wearing a, one of these. Hey, that's a true... I'm wearing the same one under here. But... That's, that's, oh, there's a thread on that. That's, that's Christmas relevant because you could get one of these for your loved one at triplejerd.mup forward slash shop. It might be too late to receive it by Christmas now. I don't oh, know, I don't know what the postage is like. But, yeah, uh, no, me neither. You know, maybe a New Year's present or something. Anyway. You're wearing a festive hat anyway. I am. We've been wearing jumpers for the past few days in the office and I thought I'd, I'd take it home. Um, but should have should have left it here. Should have done it. Should have done it, man. Should just keep it here until the end of Christmas. That's what I've done with mine. You never know when you're going to need it. I only wear it for like a couple of hours every couple of days. So yeah. um, I haven't worked up that much of a sweat. Although we did yesterday, didn't mm. we? Yeah. Bl- Blooming or O'Reilly caught blimey. Well, well, that's sort of why I decided to take it home. But yeah. No, that's fair. Um, we're talking, of course, about the worst games ever Christmas tat appeal. Ooh, yeah. uh, we finally unboxed everything, or we filmed ourselves opening everything. That'll be going out on Christmas Day. But it took it. It took an entire work day to do it. Yeah. And uh, I don't think either of us were expecting it. We knew how much we had, mm. but I don't think we were expecting how long it would take us to get through it. We'd forgotten how long it takes, particularly to get through like bigger boxes of things. You know, mm. when it's just like a sort of jiffy bag with one or two games in, it's very easy to just pull those out, read the letter. Mm-hmm. Great. Next one. But when you've got a box. And each like small thing that this, that's this big inside a box that big, for those of you watching on video, you know, is going to have some sort of remark or discussion about it as it comes out. Yeah. Oh, look, it's this thing. Oh, let's play with this. Let's build this. Basically, what Peter's saying is that you were all too generous. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we hope that you can all outdo yourselves in for the 2020 triple jump Christmas appeal. <laughs> uh, but for now. It was a long day yesterday. And we just uh, ate sweets. And we just, all we did, like, we went through lunch. Crisps. We went through, we started at Ugh. about 10 a.m. Yeah. And we finished, God, it would have been like 6, 6, 7 o'clock mm. is when we finished in the evening. So we just sat there all day opening things, which was amazing. It, it was. was. a great way to spend a day. Don't get me wrong. But it was, uh, it was, it was surprisingly exhausting. Yeah. Especially when all you had to keep you going, as Peter said, is Haribo which provides short bursts of energy and then that then makes you feel horrible afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have proper food yesterday. I felt like I needed a proper detox. I know like mm. detox is, is a bit of a stupid new age thing that doesn't really exist, but yeah. I decided that yesterday it did exist and I needed it. Mm-hmm. I needed the, everything in my body to be removed, scrubbed with bleach and then put back in again. 
Exactly. Oh. So the video is going to be an ungodly length. Yes. Uh, but it will be going out on Christmas Day. So if you've got some kind of Christmas Day hangover or Christmas Eve hangover or whatever, and you just want to lay in bed and watch it, maybe you want to blaze it and watch it. Who's to say, right? We're not going to judge. Merry Christmas. I might do that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be going out on Christmas Day. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be such a long video. Yeah, it's going to... Before we go any further, Peter, mm -hmm. it's time to talk about this week's sponsor. Yes, it is. I've got the ad read here. Yeah. Can I talk to you about old people? Yeah, if you have to, if it's part of the ad read. Well, I just I just wanted to talk about oh. old people, really. No, it is part of the ad, really. Oh, okay. So, nursing homes. Yeah. You know, sometimes they they do sort of the, 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 the weddings. They get the young people to come in, the volunteers, and they, pre they pretend to be getting married for sort of the, the older residents of the, of, oh, of the nursing home. I didn't know they did Yeah, that. sometimes to so sort of like give them something. They've kind of got a wedding to sit Yeah, in. something nice to watch oh. and stuff. Um, unsurprisingly in this modern age and as a and as a youth peter you, as a I'm, youth i'm sure you will appreciate this mm. young people don't want to be doing that what getting married or going to nursing homes well i mean the first one is too expensive for young people to do anyway i agree but the the second one nursing homes mm. young people don't want to be doing that anymore so don't, uh, okay. i've got a new website this is what we're sponsored by we're going to be looking for new young people on the internet are you ready for this reverse engineered pun. Are you, you ready mean? for this reverse engineered pun? I mean, pun? sorry, this actual sorry, sponsor. Sorry, no, this, this real sponsor. Yep. I should also mention that this is my... <clears throat> this is really where I'm going to shoehorn it in. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, this is my uh, third attempt at getting this off the ground. Okay? Do you want to take it? Are you, any stabs in the dark right now before I completely shatter your entire universe? I'm getting there might be, there might be sort of try or triple in there, it being mm, your third attempt. Or not three. quite. Okay. So, Wedding, youth, nurse, I don't know. This is introducing my new website, Residence Evale 3. Residence Evale 3. I'm not really sure what the word Evale means. E as in the internet. Oh, I see. Veil. Oh, Veil, V-E-I-L. As, as in weddings. Residence, E-Veil. It's, it's the E-Veil for the residence. And it's my third attempt. So it's the residence E-Veil three. And three. if you go to residence E-Veil, as in V-E-I-L, yeah. three, the number three, or the word, I don't know, dot com, <laughs> yeah. you'll be able to sign up and register to go down to a lovely nursing home and and participate in a, in a fake wedding. A fake wedding. A fake wedding Residence. to help all the... Anyway, that's a lie! That was a really difficult one. I was really trying to reverse engineer that I'm one last night. Now after well, I was that, yeah. on my way home from work and I was thinking, what how can I... I do tomorrow? Resident Evil 3 is relevant. How could I... How can I fit that in? Yeah. I did it, though. But you it's did. a lie! You idiots! You fell for it! You always... You always fall for it! Every time! Every time! Every night. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. Who's <laughs> it really brought to us? Uh, it's actually not brought to us by Residence Evale 3. We asked them. They weren't interested. No. Uh, it's They're doing really well. Yeah. They don't need any, they don't need any help. Uh, it's brought to us by you or some of you, our patrons on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Over there, you get all kinds of rewards for donating to us. But the minimum reward you get for even donating $1 He's been able to ask questions on this podcast. So $1. it's brought to you by everyone who's donated $1 or more. 
Absolutely. There were some great questions this week. Yeah. I added a lot to the, the document nice. uh, of ones that we couldn't get around to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations to those of you who have, who have managed to slip slap in this week. <laughs> I should quickly say, actually, before we, before we move on to yeah. the first question, which mm-hmm. I know you're all aching to hear... Is that uh, the, 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 the the triple jump games of the year that we're doing? Yeah. We're do- as I mentioned last week, we're doing it on this podcast. We're not doing dedicated videos on the channel because that's, you know, people don't care about our opinion outside of our own little bubble. So why put the effort in, right? I mean, not that this, this takes no effort, but I just mean, you know, big flashy videos. It's going to take up a lot of our time and... You know, the, only the people Editing who together. watch watch this are gonna are gonna be interested. So we thought, let's do it on the podcast. Yeah, let's get the patrons involved. So at the time of listening, there will either be one or two Patreon posts about the games of the year. Mm. And if you want to get involved, all you need to do is give us a dollar, and you can get in there and have a look at the thing. The first post, Peter, is asking for for people's five favorite games from 2019. Yes. Once I have decided that. That's long enough. Mm-hmm. I will take all of those. And the games, the five games that appeared most frequently in that list of comments mm-hmm. will then be put into a second post in the form of a poll, which people will vote for their favorite in. And then that will determine the order of the listeners slash Patreon supporters top five games of the year. Yes. Which we will list alongside our individual top five games of the year in a games of the year episode. I hope that makes sense. Go and look for those posts. We'll be posting about it on social media anyway. There we go. I don't even know if I can think of five, to be honest. <sighs> five standouts. I think you might be surprised, actually. Yeah? Yeah, if you go through, you've got Resi 2. Resi 2, we've Crash. Got Star Wars, we've got Crash Star Team Wars. Racing. That's yeah. three right there. I mean, that those three were going to be in there, yeah. Man of Medan. That's yeah. four. Whoa. Slow down. <laughs> Loads of them. Question one, Peter, from Brian Hart. It's from Brian Hart. H-A-R-T-T. That's how you spell heart. It is. If your name is Brian. Hello, boys. Long-time fan, first-time interaction. Mm. With a number of remakes and remasters uh, coming out this year, or recently, Spyro, Crash, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VII, and thirteen. No, eight. Eight. Roman numerals is difficult. Yes. There seems to be some uh, mixing between the terms remake and remaster. My question is a two-parter. Number one, what truly defines a remake versus a remaster? And number two, what characteristics make a game prime material for a remake or remaster? Mm. I'm as guilty as everyone or anyone for sometimes saying remaster when I mean remake. I never really get it the the other way around by accident. But I I sometimes use the term remaster as a catch-all for any kind of... We've brought this back in some form. I see. Um, I'm a real stickler, me seeks, for the remaster versus remake thing. Yeah. And for if the, you know, I know you know what it is, yeah. but you just sometimes choose different words to describe mm. them. But for people who are confused, if that if that is if that is the case with with some people, yeah, it's it's in the it's in the literal meaning of the word. Exactly. If it's a remake, they've remade it from it's, the ground up pretty they've, much they've rebuilt the game yeah so that's your your crash insane trilogies your spyro reignited trilogy your final resi fantasy. 2 your final yeah. fantasy 7 your shadow of the colossus that we got last year mm. if we're talking a remaster they've remastered the original game which is i mean in in its current state it's a port basically yeah they kind of keep most of the original source code and they just pretty much just mess around with kind of textures and models and sounds. Yeah, exactly. So you've got your Bioshock 
collection. Mm. You've got your Return to Arkham Batman collection. Uncharted and Last of Us. Uncharted and The Last of Us. You've got, you know, Resident Evil 6 got a port to PS4 and stuff. They're technically remasters because they've given them a little lick of paint. I will say, though, they've sort of been a bit synonymous, especially the Bioshock collection and Return to Arkham collection. I've heard that they don't necessarily perform very well because they're remasters in the sense that they have quote-unquote, upgraded them to PS4 and, and Xbox One and so on from the last generation of consoles. Right. But it's, it's more of a like, all right, can we sell people these games again? And so sometimes they get given to not very good studios mm. who don't do a very good job at, quote-unquote, remastering them, when really what they're doing is just porting them. Right. So I would say a good remaster would be the Uncharted collection. Mm. Although I encountered some weird glitches when I was playing. Oh yeah, it's not seamless. It's not it's not flawless. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. it you know, it's come it's gone between two different consoles that are very different to each other. The, the Last of Us uh, remastered I thought was pretty glitch free. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um so that that's what the difference is mm. if you're looking for the difference. Peter, what makes a game deserving of a remake or a remaster, which again, you know, are very different things. Games that you just want to see in their original mm. form, basically, and games that you want to see remade and rebuilt on current gen consoles. Well, I would say the difference between what make, making something a good uh, candidate for remake versus remaster, I think for a remake, it has to have some age to it. You know, I think if it's not got, if it's not more than four or five years old, you may as well just remaster it. You know, it's mm. it's going to probably play in a kind of contemporary way. People are going to enjoy it for what it is. It, you just might want to make it 4K now because it, maybe it was only HD when it came out, something like that. Mm. Um, but what makes a, a, a game a candidate for a remake other than being old and needing to be sort of rebuilt from the ground up so that it, number one, works properly and number two, appeals to modern day gamers in mm -hmm. the case of maybe Final Fantasy VII, for example, uh, would probably be the most important thing is you know for it to have a, either a big nostalgic factor um, or at least to have been very successful on its initial run. I think there are all kinds of games that me and you and anyone else uh, have, have their own personal ideas of, oh, I'd really like if they remade that obscure game that I really liked when I was nine years old. <laughs> But they're just not going to do it, and rightly so, because it's not going to perform as well. You know, they pretty much uh, the way they market these things is to, uh, you know, to to play heavily on that whole nostalgic factor to the point that they quite often like to drop in extra Easter eggs uh, that are just nods for the original fans. You know, yeah, like in 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 the Reignited trilogy and in uh, Insane trilogy, there's all kinds of little extra things that were added in that only only real Crash fans will get this. Yeah. Um, and Medieval as well. Like, uh, I think enough time has passed now to say what the reward for completing the game is. Mute your video or audio if you don't want to hear it for the next 10 seconds. You unlock the actual game, the PS1 build of the game. Right. Kind of just emulated on your PlayStation. That's nice. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the whole idea is to to play into that that little child inside your head. Yeah. I think that's one of the main things. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's also worth, uh, worth, worth saying that remakes, they should be games of, of significance to the industry as well. You know, this, yeah. this heavily, heavily rumored Demon's Souls remake. You know, that was critically successful, but it's still a technically a niche title because not many people played it on PS3. That's true. Yeah. And then it never went anywhere else and now the servers are off. Mm. So even though it's part of a 
technically part of a massive franchise, not many people have played it. And that is definitely deserving of a remake to allow other, you know, newer people to, to get mm. on board and give that a go. I would say, I mean, you've spoken about remakes there, and, and I completely agree. Talking about remasters, yeah, especially going back to what I said a minute ago about sometimes it seems like they just want to see if they can say sell it to you again. Mm. Will they buy? Can we get them to buy it again? Do you yeah, reckon they'll do it. They might. It only came out five years ago. Do you reckon they'll buy it? I think they might buy it again. Should we just chuck some concept art on the main menu and yeah. say it's a new game. Yeah. yeah. Darksiders War Mastered Edition. Yeah. Why? Who's that for? Uh, who's who? Who? Who the hell is that for? Because mm, mm, Darksiders has a following. Nobody. But it's not a great game. No, it's it, not. None of them are really. I know people really like Darksiders too. I just bloody. I just don't understand the Darksiders series at all. They just weren't very good games. They were fine. They're nice ideas, but just poorly delivered. I think. So I would be extremely curious to find out how many units Darksiders War Mastered Edition mm. sold because I don't know who on earth thought it was who who on earth thought that needed to come out on current gen consoles but remasters when it comes to remasters it's basically the wild west you know it is a bit it, do, it doesn't there seems to be no rhyme or reason really there are some games that absolutely should be over there mm. like there's a lot of PS3 exclusives that I'm amazed we haven't seen brought over to PS4 like Resistance and Infamous like I, I can't believe we haven't seen those a little big planet 2 and one remaster on on PS4 crazy mm. you know those are the best ones where Halo are the master chief collection only just uh, got announced for kind of current gen and, and steam exactly you know and that's that should have happened a long time ago nintendo are very good with remastering and remaking their classic mm. games uh, because they know that uh, the I, I mean, I think it's fair to say a lot of their audience are there for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. They grew up with these characters and they've been playing these characters every year for tw 20 years or mm. more now. So even the Pokemon games, you know, that you go, what is it? There's usually a, every sort of 10 years or so, the Pokemon games that came out 10 years ago get some sort of current gen remake in the latest pokemon engine mm. uh and then you know you go even further than that you know you've now got the pokemon let's go versions of eevee and pikachu which were the original games mm -hmm. you know they're, they're very good at doing that stuff and capitalizing on nostalgia but also iterating on the games as well uh but yeah as as for remasters I, I do hope we get a Mass Effect remaster trilogy. Yeah, I would play that because I... that's an important series that does similar to to remakes that's an important series that does deserve a remaster and not bloody Darksiders. Mm, I would, because I feel like I missed the boat on that because I didn't have a PS3 at the time. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I would definitely play a Mass Effect trilogy. There we go. Yeah. Hope that clears that up for you, Brian. Thank yeah. you for interacting and supporting us on Patreon. Mm. Very much appreciated. Peter? Yeah? It's time for a ground break. It's but no one's ever done before. What is it? It's called What We're Playing. Peter, mm -hmm. what cha playing? What 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 cha playing? What me playing? What plane? As, uh, in, as in the flight vehicle. What plane? What cha plane? Not I've not done any any plane. Uh, but what I have done is continued to fly around a little bit in X wings and Tie fighters. Oh, in uh, Star Wars Battlefront campaign mode. Just finished that yesterday, actually. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've played this probably. I realised it's like. The third or fourth time I played through that now, just almost really? kind of coincidentally, it's not that good. Um, <laughs> obviously, played it through once when it came out, 
Uh, I played it through on stream um, just because I thought people might be interested. Mm. And then I'm playing it through now because of the, the new film's coming out and I want to be up to date on my canon. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's almost just a series of coincidences that have made me play it that many times. Lemony Snicket wrote a book about that. She did, yeah. a series of unfortunate coincidences. Yeah, um, It's still... I mean, to be fair, there is currently an update waiting for me to download uh, that I haven't done because I didn't want it to break the game like it did last time. I'm sure it's yep. fine. I'm sure I would have heard by now if the current update broke the game. But uh, until I do this update, I can't say for sure whether they fix the fact that everyone who goes behind cover is just sort of going... Well, describe that. Describe that for the audio audiences. I'm sort of ducking down, sort of a weird my head up. Repeated animation where you're lifting your your gun arms up in front of your face and my head up and down. Yeah, and there's a sort of a bit of lateral movement to it as well. Actually, oh, the wow. way they do it, they sort of stick out from the corner. It's quite mesmerizing, actually. It's really. Weird. I don't know why they all do it. And then <laughs> I've I've been... are the gonk droids off the floor yet? No. Yeah, the gonk droids are fine. Okay. That seemed to just be a a, a one session thing. <laughs> that has fixed itself. A little I, Peter Austin issue. Yeah, because uh, as I say, I've not, I've not downloaded the most recent update, so I don't see how that has magically fixed itself, but it has, apparently. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's a bizarre thing. And I was really worried, actually, that this weird AI issue might affect, might, might get me stuck somewhere in the game where I might be relying on um, one of my players one of my allies to like go and press a button or something because there are a couple of bits in that game where you have to defend someone while they're typing into a, a keypad or whatever like mm-hmm. I've nearly got it I've nearly got it and there's just a bar on the top right. just a few more seconds uh-huh. you know that that old shtick yes um, fortunately it didn't it didn't seem to affect my own sort of allied friends so uh, okay. we got away with it but um, yeah you know it's still like an okay campaign. Serviceable. Serviceable. There's some like pretty cinematic moments. I really enjoyed actually the final level this time where uh, you're doing the Battle of Jakku, you mm-hmm. know, where Ray lives later yeah. in the film. And uh, the very final mission, you land on a Star Destroyer that's blowing up to go and try and rescue your Imperial father and bring him to the good side. Um, and on your... He, he says no. He says, no, I'm all right. I'm going to go down with the ship. And on your way back out, you have to run to your... Uh, run to an escape pod and the whole thing is blowing up you see all these stormtroopers and people like people running around there's some people like officers sitting in chairs at like keyboards and they just get blown up they're just sitting there and it just explodes in their face and they die it's like oh jesus all right um and that that feels like you kind of walk through this like very cinematic scripted thing and you're kind of like oh i wish they'd done this all the way through this is really good i really Mm. enjoy this like 30 second run through right you know i never finished it okay i think i got to the bit where where you do flip to the the good good boy yeah. on your side and then you're going through that imperial dockyard somewhere and there's loads you just got loads of stuff shooting at you and i just died a few times and i thought oh, this is crap i don't mm-hmm. want to play this anymore yeah it's very they do just throw loads and loads of enemies at you and like there's not yeah. much more to it than that at that point it didn't feel if i could sort of see through the veneer of it being a campaign. Mm. And I was like, this is just multiplayer stuff, but yeah. they put voiceover on it. It is. Like, every objective you do is 
Reach. So you reach that Interact. point. Interact. Interact. Defend. Destroy. Yeah. It is literally <laughs> yeah, that. I yeah. don't like that. That's not, that's not what I'm about. I don't no. want that. So how far through your canon preparation are you currently? Uh, I Now all I need to do... In fact, to tell them I have not finished the game because I left the epilogue. Um, I'm going to watch that immediately before I watch The Force Awakens, probably okay. tonight if I get home in time, um, because that is... So the the main campaign sort of ends at the Battle of Jakku, mm -hmm. and then it says decades later, and then there's one extra level where you play as Kylo Ren. See, that's cool. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, what you do is, you know in the film where he sticks his hand on Poe Dameron's head and... and <sighs> yeah, that bit. Yeah. And then he does the same thing to Rey later on as well when she's in the the thing with Daniel Craig where she's tied yes, up. Yes, Daniel Craig, the stormtrooper. Yeah, and the idea is he's um, sort of probing through their mind, trying to like find information. Mm -hmm. You play that level inside the mind of another character. And so you're walking around and like there's all these like weird bits of scenery that are like stitched together from different memories that he's been at. And you go to Scarif. Oh, um, and there's a load of like stormtroopers running around and then suddenly you like walk through a door and you're on like the Death Star. Um, mm. So, you know, it's this sort of weird trippy thing. So that's really fun. What was the uh, thing that happened on Scarif that we kept quoting to each other? Are the um, original plans for this station uh, kept on Scarif? Scarif? Are, they are, they not? Not? are they not? Are they not? Are they not? You may have one ready. This is my favorite Rogue One bit. Yeah. The original stations, for those original plans for these battle stations are kept on Scarif. Are they, are they not? not? Are they not? Are they not? So that leads right up to The Force Awakens, basically, because what he's doing is probing this guy's mind for mm. where is the half of the map for Skywalker, mm -hmm. um, which uh, turns out to be the bit that Poe Dameron and BB-8 have in the first scene of uh, that. So he, he, with the little the little lighter that comes out as a thumbs up. Yeah, that, that bit. Yeah. That bit. That's so you, you literally play through that level as Kylo Ren. He jumps on his ship and flies away. And then you sit down and, and stick your Force Awakens Blu-ray on. Yeah. And Kylo Ren turns up. Or VHS. Up, or VHS. Come on, let's not be el elitist here. And then Kylo turns up and uh, is like, where's the map that I've just got out of the brain of Why the guy it? from the game that was made after this film came out and so I've not referenced it. Yeah. Hole in the bottom of the sea. So that's that. Wow. Mm. You're nearly there, man. I am. You're nearly there. What have you been playing? Uh, played through a little bit more, just a little bit of Borderlands 3. Just, in just my sort life. Of chug it, yes. Just chugging through the, the new game plus, getting mm -hmm. ready for this uh, 19th of December first DLC. Yeah. Which is exciting. Death Stranding. Oh, yes. I have finished it. So nobody can tell me that my opinion doesn't matter, which appears to be a sort of go-to mm. automatic shield response for people who really, really like this game when you criticize it. Is well, that good you on need you. To play a bit more. You need to finish it. I've finished it. I'm glad that you've done that because now I can say... Do you want to ask me a question? My you... friend played my, it through and said it's it weird. Do you, do you want to... I feel like I've said everything I got. My opinion has not changed on this game at all, even mm. now that I've finished it. So there, is there anything you want to ask me about Did it, Death Stranding? So from what you were telling us last week, where you said it was getting mm, not necessarily good, but more interesting. Right. Did it get any better than that? Since you last spoke about this. It depends how you define mm, better. Yes. Uh, it was better in that I was no longer making deliveries. Okay. Which is just, I still can't believe that that was such a, just the, the whole game was about that. And then the last chapters, it's literally just go to this place for a cutscene, do a very, very video gamey boss fight. Right. And it's like, where's, where's all this stuff been? 
this could have been peppered throughout a 20-hour experience and it would have been still would have been weird and subversive and not many people may have liked it but it wouldn't have been it would have had more respect for my time and it would have been better paced mm -hmm. there's a real pacing issue in this game and it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes and uh there, there was a bit where i just where i was just swearing at the tv like oh Flip off. Yeah. Oh, come on, really? There's some appalling dialogue in it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely appalling. Human beings, have they have weird... The, 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 Kojima just... He he can't write people. No. He, he doesn't seem to understand how people interact. And this is something that I was really struggling to get my head around. And I think what I've settled on is that he has a very particular style to his games. And they are only ever going to appeal to certain people. And that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. But I feel like it worked better in the PS2, even PS3 era of Metal Gear games when it wasn't photorealistic. Right. You've got real actors who are doing, I must say, a brilliant job. Like what they've been given. It's so, it's so well acted and the facial capture is, is, is out of this world. Mm. Like it's so good. But the stuff that they're saying and the reactions that they're having to things are just so wildly ridiculous yeah. most of the time. It's like this guy just broke down in tears in front of me and Norman Reedus has just stood there just looking at him going, oh, get, get up off the floor. And it's like, it just feels, you feel so disconnected from the experience, mm -hmm. like in every conceivable way. There's been so much talk of Kojima making a movie yeah. and stuff. And honestly... I don't know what that movie's going to look like mm -hmm. because the dialogue in it is going to be so crap <laughs> and it's not going to make any sense. The characters have weird motivations. I could not relate to a single a single person in this game. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. And even uh, Norman Reedus's, Sam Bridges, even his, his own character arc was difficult to follow. He spends so much of that game saying no to people. And then... Like that, with no revelatory moment that's made clear at all. He's like, yeah, we're all in this together. And it's like, where the hell's this come from? Yeah. Why is he suddenly on board? This doesn't make any sense. Like, this has just come out of nowhere. It's you, just, it's not well written. It just isn't. A Kojima movie, I can't see. I mean, it might happen. It might be created, but I can't see it doing well. Because at least in in his favor with this, he's got the fact that when a, a big name PS4 game comes out, a lot of PS4 players are going to give it a go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of just how con the console, like the gaming industry works. You know, if, you, if you're one of the blockbuster games, mo a lot of people are going to try it. If Hideo Kojima brought out a weird movie and a trailer went out for it, he's not just having to appeal to a bunch of PS4 gamers who've probably played Metal Gear games in the past and enjoyed them. He's, he's going to try, he's competing with other movies which have a, a, a much wider appeal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people uh, who aren't gamers would have no idea who he is. They'd just see that this weird film has come out and there's a trailer for it where, you know, a guy is pissing mushrooms or whatever, yeah. um, or, you know, some, something new and weird. And uh, I just can't see it doing well because, you know, your dad isn't going to want to watch it. No. My mum isn't going to want to watch I'm it. I'm not going to want to watch no, it. No, my sister and brother aren't going to want to watch it. Just like this game... 
the only reason people would go and watch it is to experience it for themselves. Mm. And that's the that's the key thing about Death Stranding is that this is undeniably a really, really important game. Mm-hmm. Because it, I've never seen a game split opinions like this. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. And whether you like it or you don't like it or you just don't care, mm. everybody has some kind of opinion on it. Yeah. And... I just like I st- I don't understand how people who love this game can objectively listen to some of the stuff that the characters are saying and go that's brilliant. Yeah. Because it's not. You can still like it, but you've got to be able to look at it and think that's that was cheesy as hell. This is really weird. Yeah. Why is this happening now? And I why don't is there understand. A, a close up on six cans of monster? Like I don't see how people no, can look past that. Either. That is that is awful. I keep bringing that up on you know like I've mentioned it on social media and in our <laughs> videos and stuff, but I think that's just so egregious. Right? It is egregious, it's too much. gratuitous. I, I I just think if anyone else did that, if that happened anywhere else, it'd be like, what on earth is this? Just obnoxious brand deal. But apparently it's fine. Apparently it's fine because it's yeah. just Kojima. Mm. Final nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. Last mission. And then we'll probably never talk about this game. Like, a, <laughs> like an epilogue mission, right? Yeah. This. It, it asks you to go to a place that you go to, like, at the very start of the game. Mm. So for me, that was, like, 34 hours ago. Yeah. Which, in real-world time, is a, nearly a month ago. Mm. Uh, and it disables your map. It doesn't let you look at it. It, it, it thinks... Kojima is so sure that you know where this place is that he he rolls out one of those. The soundtrack's really good. I will yeah. say the the songs that have been chosen. Like because again, this is this is another thing with this game. It's like I just don't. It's so competent in some areas mm. and so wrong in others that it's just it's so weird. Um, he rolls out one of his one of his like great. So- I think it's an original song actually. Right for the game, and it starts playing. And you sort of just trudge out into the wilderness like, where the bloody hell am I meant to go? My map's not working. Uh, There was briefly a marker on my screen and then it went. I saw somewhere in the distance shooting a beam of light into the air and I thought, logically, video game logic, I'll head over that way. It took me about 45 minutes to finish a mission that should have taken me five. Was that music just looping? No. Uh. Eventually it stopped and there I was still falling off cliffs trying (laughs) to work out where to go. Now, I had to Google where to go in the end Mm. uh, and even the the GameSpot article I looked at said, have no idea where... But how are you supposed to remember where such and such is after 50 hours of gameplay? Worry not, we've got you covered. It's like... You shouldn't. This article shouldn't have to exist. No, it shouldn't have to exist. Fortunately, one of the comments did because the article wasn't very helpful. It gave me screenshots, and I'd already gone way beyond <laughs> where it was meant to be before I found it. Um, if you hold L one, you go into this like first person look around mode, mm. and I, it let me see where I was meant to go, like through the mountain that I'd gone round. Right. So then I had to trudge. All I spent, of course, twenty minutes trying to skyrim my way directly over the mountain. Mm. But the, and as I got really far up, and then there was just an invisible wall that wouldn't let <sighs> me over the top. So I had to go down and walk all the way around. And when I turned it, when I finished it, even though it was like a story mission it's it's meant to be like your last delivery or some crap like that it comes up on the screen with the usual assessment and it shows your route and it's like there's a to b and and my little footprints just go like all the way off to the other side of the map and back again like it just going in circles so it's just like 
And it's meant to be this big moment. It's meant to be this like, big emotional final moment. Walk. And I and I know that ultimately it was my bad. But the fact that he turned off the map and thought, they know where they're ben going. Ben will know. Like, no, I, I don't. Ben loves this I game. I don't know where I'm going. He used to go there Why all the you, time. What does disabling the map give you? Yeah. What what purpose does that So is the rest of the HUD still on? Yeah. So right. You, you, you weren't allowed to like fabricate or you know mm. carry any equipment apart from the thing you were delivering. But like that was like it was just that was just that moment I was like for God's sake because that's the one thing I, I where I I could understand why the map might be disabled if everything else was disabled and maybe it would even go into letterbox widescreen mm. and it's just you with no HUD walking with this music to yeah. A to B that would have a bit more to it you know suddenly mm. it goes very cinematic for your final walk but all the HUD is still there you yeah. just can't go in your map you just can't go in your map and you know what the sad thing is. When that music was playing, and I was like, I think it actually did a thing where it, where it zoomed out more than usual right. to show more of the landscape with you, just like the lone courier in mm. the middle, and it had this original song with this like you know these haunting female vocals and orchestral orchestral swell behind it, and I was trudging across rivers, and I was like, yeah, one last, you know, it's this son of a son of a bee, he's he's actually got me feeling something. Yeah, look at this. And and then the music stopped, and I was like, "Okay, where the hell am I meant to be going? I don't know where I am. Oh, great! Let me spend a further forty minutes trying uh. to work out where to go." So, yes, that's it. I finished Death Stranding. I think it's a beautiful disaster. Honestly, mm -hmm. I think it has redeeming factors. I think Kojima fans who haven't played it should play it. I can certainly see why people might like it, but I can't see why those people might like it wouldn't be able to take a step back and look at it objectively. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who can, who, who enjoyed yeah. it and are glad that they played it, but can appreciate that there are weird things. But certainly you and I have met some fierce resistance online from people who just cannot accept that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Which you should be able to say about any game. No game is a masterpiece. No. Nothing. Yeah, I've met people in the other camp who have who have very openly said in replies to sort of tweets that I made and stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I can see that like it's it's very strange and subversive. I really enjoyed it, but I get why people don't. Yeah, I appreciate that attitude. Uh, but yeah, I think there are some objectively bad things and also some subjectively bad things that mm. uh, lots of people dislike. And not not, not sort everyone. of yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, you know. Yes. I'm I'm done talking about Death Stranding now. I think it's um I think it's bollocks and and I'm glad that I finished it because I did it. I actually did it. Yeah. And I will say that it won't be in my top 5 games of the year. Okay. But it'll be some people's number 1. I that, reckon it will probably win the the listener game of the year just just to spite us. Oh god, no. I don't think I think enough of our audience have agreed with us in various comments and things, but It's done. If you like Death Stranding, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's certainly a very important game, but I I don't think I don't I I just don't understand it. I just yeah. I finished it and I don't get it and I don't think it's very good. Uh, so that's that. Oh boy. We've got a question here. Yes. From Stephen Scotes. Do you want to read it? Oh yeah. yeah, I've just spent ages talking, but here we go. This uh, is yeah, this well. is more at you anyway. You're a big you're a big whatever he's about to ask about fan. Yeah. Hello Ben and Peter. 
Recently, 2K announced that its new development studio, Cloud Chamber, is working on the next Bioshock game. What are your thoughts on this? What did you guys think of the Bioshock series altogether? Personally, I loved Bioshock 1 and 2, but didn't really enjoy Infinite that much. I want to give you guys a massive thanks for all the wonderful and amazing work you both did this year, and for being awesome people. Wishing you both a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. Can't wait to see what you guys do in 2020. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. Uh... I feel exactly the same way about uh, Bioshock as Steven does. Bioshock 1 and 2 I really enjoy. I know that 1 is, is you know, most people think it's better than 2. I'm probably inclined to agree. Number 3, Bioshock Infinite. I didn't, I didn't really I didn't really get it. I thought it was, like, a very pretty game. But, um, I don't know. It felt like... A, it just felt very strange to suddenly be up in the sky and not under the water. And, you know, I like big daddies. And they're, they're not there. And then, oh, you know, I've not really got too far into the game yet but i've seen online a few spoilers about how it ends and what the hell that's really weird that's too much for me um so you know again it's it's one of those games i think objectively it does a lot of things right and uh you know it's it it played well and it was a pretty game but um just a, a bit a bit wild for me story-wise but in any case i'm looking forward to more bioshock and seeing where that goes um I actually saw a headline while I was grabbing my weird news. I didn't have time to click it and read it. But the headline read that they've been working on this for years, apparently, this game. Well, the Cloud Chambers is, is is literally not even ready to start developing yet. So I don't know how that's possible. I think in sort of pre, pre-development terms, I think they've been, right. they've been... As I say, I didn't click the article, but it just said, like, this this next Bioshock has been in the in the works for... It's been rumored. Yes, plural. A new Bioshock has been rumored for a while, but the 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 press release that I got about mm. it is that Cloud Chamber is is literally just founding itself now. Yeah, like it's a brand new studio, and they're hiring people to staff it. So if this is if it's been in production for a long time, then somebody else has been working on it. Well, and that's it's coming think, to Cloud Chamber. Yeah, I think that might be. I mean, as I say, I didn't read the article. I'm right. just that's interesting. Just uh, so there's probably some kind of idea that's already there. Yeah, uh, and maybe there were even little bits of kind of early development done by someone else that uh, yeah. have maybe been passed over. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think of Bioshock? You a fan? I like Bioshock. I've got a Bioshock tattoo. Yeah? Um, I really liked Bioshock 1, obviously. I didn't play 2 because of the weird... Not because I didn't want to, but just because I, I didn't really... I couldn't really be bothered. And right. also, there was a bit of a stigma against a non-Ken Levine who's the, who's the yeah. Biosho- Mr. Bioshock. Mm. He wasn't involved at all, but, you know, as you as you and many others say, Bioshock 2 is very good. Yeah, I was one of those people who really liked Bioshock Infinite. I can appreciate why people didn't, because it was kind of just a shooter, really. Yeah. But um, I loved the setting, and I loved the characters, and I was bewildered by the ending, of course. Uh, but... The DLCs were really good, and they they tied yeah. it to the original Bioshock, mm. like the different universes and stuff. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. I never played those, uh, but yeah, they they were really good. So I I really like Bioshock. As I said, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I didn't play Bioshock two because of the lack of Ken Levine. Mm. And and we should also say, obviously, Bioshock Infinite suffered massive, massive, massive cuts. Yeah, it did during its development. Like it, the version we got was so different from the like it. It was in development for ages, and mm. there was stuff that was in early trailers that just didn't exist in the final version. Yeah. I think Crobat or whatever the YouTube channel is, Crobat, what's he called? Who does like the mashup videos for for games and stuff? He does mm. like the E3 cringe compilations and stuff. Right. He did. Uh, he did one all about Bioshock Infinite that's super interesting, chronicling all the 
pre-production stuff that we just never saw in the final game. There's uh, some so, really interesting videos about it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's the 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 Bioshock Infinite that Ken Levine wanted to make clearly just was not possible. And then as soon as Bioshock Infinite launched, he left mm. uh, Irrational. Is it Irrational? Yeah. He left that studio and founded his own one and started making indie games, I think. So he was clearly burned out and didn't quite get to make what he wanted to make. But yeah. hopefully this new one, you know, if Bioshock 2 turned out really well without him being involved, that that's fine. It's like me wanting a Dark Souls 4 that probably won't have Miyazaki involved. Yeah. I just kind of want more mm -hmm. Dark Souls. And I imagine people are ready for more Bioshock, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think sometimes if something has enough of a grounding in its own kind of uh, world building and, uh, you know, you can't go too far wrong with gameplay with Bioshock either. It's, as you say, it's a shooter. Um, then you've got the 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 plasmid mechanics, which mm -hmm. you know lots of games have done similar things. I think you mean vigors. Well, uh, do I or do I mean? I'm pretty sure plasmid is also a thing. No, it is. It is I, think, it's okay. I think vigor is what it's called. Is it oh, vigors yeah. in, in infinite? I think. Yeah, because you neck the bottle of. You drink them. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, so uh, gameplay wise, I think they can't go too far wrong. It's not a super complex thing. So. I'd like to think that any developer will be able to nail that aspect, and then it's just a question of can they do an interesting story that kind of fits with the world and yeah. you know it stands up been to ripping them off. For yeah, years now, <laughs> no, so. yeah, that's true. It is actually <laughs> the case. Um, you know, it's it's a bit like um, you know the rumored. In fact, by the time this podcast goes out, there might have been an announcement for a new Crash game coming yeah. out that will be presumably do, uh, be made by Vicarious Visions. Mm. It's the same kind of deal. It's like, well, you know, you've got the building blocks there hopefully you can do the right thing and put them together in the right way, you know? Yeah. Um, could no, go wrong, definitely. but I'd like to think that there's enough there for them to to study hard on so that they can recreate it. Study what, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Sorry, Blimey. Better bleep that one. Would you Would you go back under the sea, do you think? Oh, yeah, I'd like to. But then maybe, maybe we've, I mean, we've had two games under the sea. What else do you do if you yeah. go back there? Maybe they won't know. do that. Maybe there's a, another utopia under the sea. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe they'll be set in Bikini, B Bikini Bottom. Bikini Bottom. Possibly. Um, I mean, maybe there'll be a third city in a different what seemingly the... uninhabitable place. Desert. A cave. Yeah, cave system, maybe. An underground cave system might be an interest, like a like a Fallout-style vault mm -hmm. with its own weird rules and stuff. That could be quite interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Uh, be interesting. It's a long way away, though. Yeah. If they, you know, if the studio's just getting it itself built now. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a while before we see it. But, yeah, interesting. Good news, not bad news. No. So that's nice. Talking of news. Yeah? <laughs> We've had uh, good news, not bad news. It's time for some weird news. Weird news. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Weird news time, Peter. Mm-hmm. Weird me up. It's from Kotaku. Kotaku. Yeah. Let me just accept their privacy policy. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Luke Plunkett. We like Luke Plunkett. Do we? Yeah. Okay. He, he's written stuff before that Luke we've read out. Luke Plunkett. Yeah. Um, Luke Plunkett on Kotaku says, Amazon customers buy Nintendo Switch, get sent condoms, tambourines, and electric toothbrushes <laughs> instead. What? Um... <laughs> there are reports that at least a dozen people who bought a Nintendo Switch as part of Amazon's Black Friday sales did not get sent a Nintendo Switch. Instead, they've received everything from air freshener to photopolymer resin instead. What? The Mirror has been rounding up some of the complaints which have prompted an apology from Amazon and a promise that the company will be, quote, investigating exactly what's happened. Oh, God, at least, even though it's definitely a technical issue, at least 10 people are getting fired for that. Probably, yeah. That's a shame. There's a quote, uh, a tweet, sorry, embedded into the article here from Jake Lawrence, who says... What the hell, I'm at Amazon, at Amazon Help, at Amazon UK. I ordered a Switch and I've been sent a microphone and a tambourine. <laughs> Amazon Help have replied and said, Oh no, that's definitely not how we'd like your order to arrive. When you have a moment, please visit us here, blah, 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 and we'll get started. Oh my God. The issue doesn't appear to have been a simple error in orders, like a SK- SKU mix-up. Do you know what an SKU is? Uh, a SKU, like a unit. Uh, like SKU. A, I think it's... In in retail, I believe that describes a, a unit of something. Right, I see. Um, the issue doesn't appear to be a simple error in orders, like a skew mix-up, where everyone who ordered a Switch got a PS4 instead, since those affected are receiving completely random items all over the country. Some of the other mistaken products sent out include a Remington facial trimmer, bed sheets, Lego, dog food, and dishwashing powder. Great. Amazon's apology reads... We're really sorry about that and are investigating exactly what's happened. We're reaching out to every customer who's had a problem and made us aware so we can put it right. Wow. I will say one thing about Amazon. I know we're not meant to like them because they don't pay taxes and, and that's they're a big awful. corporation. And they're a huge corporation and the, the owner just gets richer and richer and richer and richer and doesn't pay any and taxes bookshops at all. are dying, bookshops independent are, bookshops. Bookshops are dying and the very, very... Uh, unfortunate people who are working in the warehouses have to work in awful conditions even in the uk and the united states but but their customer service is fantastic it is actually really good if you mess (laughs) if they mess something up or if you're not happy with something you get on that live chat they fix it because they're worth so much money they can afford to just Mm -hmm. fix it they're not funny about it but, uh, yeah, that's a very small positive. I mean, everyone uses Amazon. It's so hard not to use Amazon. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, but that is that is funny. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's I like really that. That's really funny. I like yeah. that one. Okay, are you ready, Peter? I am ready. I don't know that you will be. Oh. We're going to talk about Pornhub. 
Okay. Uh, this is from Kotaku as well. We know that one. This is from Alistair Jones. Overwatch is once again Pornhub's most popular video game. Hooray! What? You know Pornhub releases like their end of year statistics. Oh yeah. Uh, so they, they've released a load of video game statistics. Are oh you, really? Are you ready? I was going to say, because what does it mean once again the most popular? I want to know what like the fifth most popular oh, video game. I think game. we actually know that. Oh wow, well. okay. Yeah, th- this article is outstanding. Overwatch has reclaimed the dubious title of Pornhub's most searched for video game. Uh. In the adult website's latest yearly insights, searches for the hero shooter rose 8%, while last year's chart topper, Fortnite, was down 17%. (laughs) You know what? There's probably some interesting data to be gleaned from, from this by publishers in terms of how much their games are in sort of the uh, kind the, of consciousness. The, the public consciousness, yeah. Even though it's in a, a not very great way. There's so much available on Pornhub. Why are people... Sorry. This is... Uh, sometimes you not just Not kink-shaming, but... No, sometimes you get into, like, you just want to see a very specific thing. You think, oh, that'd be fun. I wonder if that exists. Oh, it does. Oh, there's this, lots of it. I wonder if the spy from TF2 has ever had intercourse with Pikachu. Let's find out. Are you ready for the first three words of the next paragraph? No, probably. Pokemon and Minecraft both made third and fourth place respectively, while new entry Apex Legends came in fifth. Came in fifth. Peaking at 357,000 daily searches shortly after its launch in February. I mean, at least Pokemon has human character. I'm hoping it's the human character. I don't think it is, Peter. Okay, but Minecraft has people made of squares. Yes. How do they do it? Sexy. Ugh. Further down the list, new games in established series saw searches for Resident Evil up 203%, wow. Mortal Kombat up 102%, and Borderlands up a huge 554%. Ben? I'm not saying I didn't <laughs> search, but I didn't search to increase it over 500%. I searched for Resident Evil, but only Mr. X. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. Can you imagine that guy in a thong? Oh. You don't have to. No, you just there, have to search probably. for it. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to individual characters, last year's winner Bowsette has tumbled oh, yeah. 174% of to fifth place, while second place Bridget fell more than 200%, barely making the top 10. The rest of the top five features Lara Croft and DVA. Lara still or relevant. Diva. I don't know what that is. Mm. I don't know who that is. While searches for Super Mario nearly doubled, securing it fourth place. Super Mario. Returning franchises again saw spikes in popularity with representatives from a number of fighting games, Resident Evil 2, Kingdom Kingdom's Hearts, and most depressingly, Pokemon rising significantly. It, it concludes with, if you want to check out the stats for yourself, you can do so here. That link is technically safe for work, but maybe you should double check how much you need to look at pornography data before you open it at your desk. We've got a real issue here. Go on. What are we going to title slash thumbnail the video? Well, yours, definitely. I mean, we'll have to maybe just leave out the condoms on mine. Um, yeah, this is this is this is the real struggle here. Is that if if porn is anywhere in the description or the title of our video, it's getting demonetized. Yeah, uh, and uh, if you mention condoms, even though everyone should be talking about condoms because contraception is extremely important, it is. Use one. It probably will also get demonetized because condoms, I don't know, are going to asphyxiate children or something. I'm not entirely sure. Well, the asphyxiate unconceived children, Ben. Yes. Down with con... No. Down with contraception. S-T-I's. S-T-I's. Overpopulate the planet. 
Overpopulate the planet. We're dying. We're on a dying rock. There's something to be said for someone ordering a a games console traditionally associated with children and getting condoms instead. Yeah. I think there's some sort of connection that can be made there, perhaps. Mm. Anyway, that was my weird news. I think we both really did some great weird news today. That was was a a good weird one. I think it was a great week for weird news for both of us. I was spoiled for choice. I've already forgotten what it was. I'll just read the headline, whatever it was. While you're looking that up, honorable mention to Fallout 76, which I nearly picked because they've released a new patch which has introduced a new bug. Oh, great. Do you want to know what it does? Yeah. Every time you fire and reload your weapon, your your armor degradation takes a significant hit. Oh, my God. People were reloading their weapon and their armor was just going... How does that happen? I don't know. I'm no developer, but I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how it's still happening. Um, This is good, actually, because their headline is better than the art. The write-up was like one paragraph. The Vatican's Minecraft server is getting DDoS attacks. <laughs> I don't need to know anymore. No. That's great. Yeah. What a week. God, <laughs> it's really, really the, One of the weirdest weeks ever. Okay, let's move on to the next question from Kalen Roger Peter. Okay. His name isn't Kalen Roger hyphen Peter. No, that would be three first Kalen names. Kalen Roger, comma, Peter. I love worst games ever, and I got to thinking about games that I've played that were trash. Trash. Dino Crisis 3 came to mind, but I actually really enjoyed that game except for the camera angles. Mm. I wanted to ask if there were any games that were objectively not good that you genuinely enjoyed, and not in an ironic, so bad it's good kind of way. Ben? Um, I've got Beyond Two Souls written down. Okay. Definitely David David Quage's uh, weakest game, but one that I still really enjoyed because it was a David Quage game. Right. One that I can take a step back from and appreciate it's not very good, Hideo, but I still enjoyed myself, yeah. and I still liked it. It's rocking a 72% on Metacritic, which I don't believe it's, any, it's no longer a PlayStation exclusive, but f- at the time, for a big marquee PlayStation exclusive game starring actual Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page. Mm. That's not great. Uh, and it, it got some it had some controversial stuff in it in that they Ellen Page has like I think she has like a, a no nudity thing in most of her contracts. Yeah, I've heard that. And they modeled her nude for like a shower scene and oh, she yeah. and then hackers managed to move the camera around. So even though it's not her body um, she's still sort her of her face is on it, and that's like that was a really bad thing. And I think she's sworn off ever working in video games again since that. It's weird that they that any develop like if the whole point of the way that a scene like that is presented in a video game, mm. a developer has the option to like not even include any nudity on the model. Yeah, it could literally just be a taut like yeah. from the shoulders up and then just pan across that it doesn't even need to be there at least in a in a movie obviously you still have to get the actress to take their clothes off even if you are going to tastefully cover it with you mm. know plants and stuff um and if there was some sort of cheeky stage hand off the edge of set with a tiny little camera then that's how something like that would get out but yeah. like in a video game there's no reason for the nudity to even exist if also, you're covering it up not cheeky yeah perverted yeah. Oh no. I've, that was a. That was a. Some some heroic stagehand <laughs> with his little camera. No, it was no, a I'm sarcastic just, remark. I'm just pulling your leg. I know you I'm are. Just pulling your leg. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, that was like I I like that, and we'll, we'll probably end up playing it on stream because why not complete the David Cage weirdness? Yeah. Trifecta, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one that was not reviewed very well, and one that I really enjoyed. I got the platinum in it. I saw all the different things. 
Uh, it's a bit spooky and weird in places. Just the whole thing is really weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really liked it. And it's not... Like it's seventy two percent. It's still it's competently made. Yeah. It's just not very good. So it's again, it's not really a worse game, but I tend not to put myself through those yeah. by choice. Mm-hmm. Um but that's probably the most sort of kind of rubbish one that I've that I've played. Yeah. Um I feel like there are more of these than I can think of. And by that I mean I can only think of like one and a half. Um but I'm sure there are loads out there, so you know, I don't know. But uh, one that definitely springs to mind is Hogs of War on the mm. PS1. Now, that game is objectively a bit naff. It's really hard to play. It's hard to play. It's tank controls. It looks pretty bad, even for the time. Uh, the PC version looks a bit better, but even then it's like, mm, okay. Um, what saves it, really, is the the voice acting. That's what everyone uh, pretty much agrees on. It's uh, it's Rick Mayall, Rip, F in the chat, mm-hmm. um, plus another guy who never gets any credit because Rick Mayall steals the show, a guy called Mark Silk, who... Uh, great name. Great name, uh, who voices all kinds of uh, famous animated characters and stuff. Like, if you... Mm-hmm. Mark Silk will definitely be the voice of a character that you like. He's just one of those people. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I I still really enjoy that game, mostly for a nostalgic factor. I quite like the 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 sense of humor in it, even though it's very uh, deliberately immature and kind of self-aware of like they do a lot of toilet humor and stuff. Like they, there's just like farting and they talk about like doing poos. That's and funny things. though. It is funny. That's funny stuff. It's just the way it's done though. But um objectively not actually a very good game and i'd be interested i didn't think to look up how it reviewed at the time i'm sure nowadays most sort of uh retrospective reviewers probably rate it like reasonably high if they account for the fact that you know there's a big nostalgic factor and oh rick mail does a good job but at the time when it came out it might have been that like a lot of reviewers said god this is a bit trash isn't it apart from apart from the cast it's trying to be worms isn't it exactly it was trying to be worms it did predate worms 3d so it was Ah. actually the first it came before worms in that respect for 3d worms but uh yeah um the other thing is obviously as i've talked about already i i quite enjoy playing battlefront 2 and i think i guess that's not a bad game i think the practices you know that that went with it aren't aren't very good and And battlefront 1 as well i enjoyed that team has been working really hard, very quietly in the background to keep rolling out content and stuff. And that, that needs to be applauded, I think. Yeah, they know? do keep putting, it, bringing out new heroes. It wasn't DICE's decision to shove it full of crap. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. And, uh, I th- yeah, I suppose that's that's all I can think yeah. of. Yeah. I think it's okay. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's okay to enjoy games that are critically not good. Mm. It's just... It's... Uh, I mean, critical reception, really, if anything, you know, us talking about games here is to, is to share our own experiences with them to sort of not not prevent you from buying things or to say that you need to buy stuff. It's yeah. just because games, gaming is an expensive hobby. Mm. And the more informed you are, the better, because there's a good chance that you could go out and buy a game that didn't review very well and really enjoy it. Yeah. But it's a it's a risk because if you know that a lot of people don't like it, then you know maybe it's best to avoid that. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that's the interesting thing is that there are a lot of games that don't really answer this question, but they're they're like not as popular as other similar games. Uh, but I really enjoy them. So, for example, my favorite uh, um, Assassin's Creed is uh, Syndicate, the Victorian one mm-hmm. for the setting. Likewise, I really enjoyed um, uh, Far Cry Primal. Uh, 
um, for the setting. Both of those, I think, aren't aren't really up there in their, their respective series. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, everyone knows that Beyond Good and Evil is one of my favorite games of its time. And at the time, that didn't that wasn't particularly popular either. None of those games I've just said are objectively bad games, so it doesn't yeah. really answer the question. But I think there's probably a lot more of of those sorts of games that I could give an answer for. But the whole story of of our podcast over the past couple of months has been enjoy what you enjoy, but be able to to look at it objectively yeah. and appreciate why some people might like not like it and don't be a dick yeah. <laughs> to people who don't like it and equally if you don't like something don't don't be a dick to the people who do like it yeah. we've i think we've gone out of our way to be as fair as possible mm. to people who enjoy death stranding uh but I'm not saying it's the worst game ever made at all. I think it's a very well-made game. I just don't think it's very good. Mm. Uh, but, you know, to each their own. Absolutely. You want to you like the bad games? Enjoy the bad games. There's a good chance that you enjoy some good games that some people don't like. So it's whatever, man. Go do your thing. Do it. Go, like what you want to like. Yeah. Go do it. Peter. Yeah? It's time for things to get big. Whoa. And scary. Yeah? And a discussion -y. Just a moment. It's time I'm ready. for the big discussion. Big discussion time, Peter. Mm -hmm. I should say that the Game Awards are three days ago. Yes, they <laughs> at are. At the time of recording, they are going out at 1.30 a.m. on Friday morning. Yeah. And it's Thursday morning when we're recording. So we'd love to talk about all the new things that were announced, but we simply can't. They, As, they were good, uh, weren't they, those Game Awards? They were really good. So instead, what we're going to talk about is the arguably, probably second biggest thing that happened this week, mm -hmm. which was... State of Play. State of Play. The last State of Play of the year. Yes. Yeah. Z Xavier Zabzav Ram Ramirez gets the the honor of the big discussion asker for the second week in a row. Yeah. Chav Chav Ramirez says, Everything seems to happen over the weekend, and since you boys record on Thursday, you won't be able to comment on the Game Awards. So, I shall ask about Sony's state of play. Thank you. After the last somewhat mediocre SOPs, this one seemed to be a breath of fresh air, even though the biggest announcement was leaked, ruining all surprise. What portion of the show captivated you guys the most? Discuss. <laughs> you know what? I actually... I found this one fairly mediocre. Did you? Yeah, there the wasn't that much that really excited me. Or n there was nothing like again, like as it says, you know, one of the biggest ones was leaked already. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in dreams, but I obviously already knew that that was a thing. It's just we've now got a release date. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll obviously go through and hit these point by point. But yeah, there was um nothing that that blew my socks off because I either already knew that it existed, mm. or um you know they announced a thing that I wasn't that interested in. There were two things that really jumped out to me. Okay. Uh, which I will I will tell you about as we go through. Mm -hmm. So first up, Untitled Goose Game, as is to be expected, is coming to the PlayStation 4 on the 17th of December. Yeah. Not really much more that needs to be said about that. One, no. Definitely one of the best games of the year, which is a weird sentence to say. But it is. It's, it's a fantastic game, and, and you should play it, mm -hmm. even though I said last question that we weren't going to tell you that you should play things. You should play it. You want to be a naughty goose? Of course you do. Play it. Honk. Go Go support House House. They're a great little studio and they deserve your support. They're pro-Labour. Yes, they are pro-Labour. They did a very, very vocal thing saying, please vote for Labour. If you're in the UK, vote Labour. 
Uh, of course, at the time of the release of this podcast, we will still be under Tory rule because that is... It's election day at time of recording. The depressing world that we live in, probably. I yeah. would love to be wrong. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, PS4 is getting a magic-based battle royale called Spellbreak in uh, spring 2020. No, I saw this and I thought, that is a game Peter Austin is going to be all over. Did you? <laughs> You'd be wrong. <laughs> How wrong would I be? Very. Because it's a Battle Royale game. Yeah, I, d I have no interest in this. It's no. going to be out spring 2020, though. Mm. Um, no word on whether it's free to play, but I think uh, a brand new Battle Royale at this stage that's going to charge you for entry is not going to do very well. No. At all. No. Uh, Dreams, Peter, as you mentioned. Yes. It's coming out on Valentine's Day 2020. How romantic. That's good. I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the one of the... One of the thumbs up from me, Untitled Goose yeah. Game 2. Those two are, you know, fine. Interesting. Dreams mm -hmm. looks interesting. Uh, I played it very briefly at EGX a couple of years yeah. ago, but it was just some pre-made levels, and obviously the, the whole point of the game is making your own stuff. Mm. It's apparently going to have its, like, a proper campaign and stuff, and it's going to be fully fleshed out with levels that people have made and things like that, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know how well it's going to do. I hope it does well. I really like Media Molecule. Yeah, I kind of feel like it almost feels like it's been out for a while just because yeah. I think there have been some early access builds that people have been playing. And so, yeah, you've been able to buy early access yeah. for ages. And so there we go. I hope it has a, enough of a punch on its actual release day. Because when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's not, that's not out yet, is it? Okay, mm. yeah, right, yeah. PlayStation need to promote the crap out of it. Yeah, they That's do. what they need to do. Mm. Uh, the Epic Game Store's Superliminal will make its way onto PS4 this in looks 2020. fun. This was the, one of the things that really grabbed my attention. It's one of my highlights of, of the SOP, yeah. Yes, it looks really bizarre. Uh, it's The write-up that was on GameSpot described this as sort of portal-like mm. because you're a test subject and you're working through various challenges and you've got like a weird robot talking to you and saying strange things uh and it's all strange pers it's all perspective based isn't yeah. it yeah so like depending on where you tilt the camera that's various things will appear if you pick something up it gets really big even though it doesn't look very big and then you drop it and it stays the same size yeah it's, it's very bizarre it's to do with like you know i'm looking at this mug here and, and if i pick it up suddenly it's the same size in my vision my field of vision but it's not actually this far away from me anymore. It's that far away, which means it's suddenly got twice as big, you know, because it's on the yeah. other side of the room. Um, so it's all, it's basically a, the video game version of that Father Ted clip with the yes, cows. Yes, the cows. That's what it is. It, it's the cows. It's, it's pretty the, much that. The cows skit in video game form. <laughs> I've never heard of Superliminal, but um, yeah, that caught my eye. I like mm. the look of that. That's very cool. Yeah. PSVR is getting a strange but intriguing new game called Paper Beast. I feel bad for Paper Beast mm -hmm. because it didn't look that interesting. No, it didn't. It also looked like it could have been made in Dreams, which came yeah. just a couple of <laughs> That's true. trailers before. Yeah. And Media Molecule have literally made a game where everything is made out of paper and it's called Tearaway. Mm. So, oh, I feel... I feel Feel bad for Paper Beast. I want it to do well, obviously, but that's not could have been placed better, perhaps before Dreams. The characters or whatever they were, the creatures just looked. I, I get that they're trying to be. It's like an interesting stylistic thing, but I just thought they looked a bit naff, to be yeah. honest. There's minimal, and then there's yeah. There's nothing. oh, there's a, oh. I let a child do the concept art. Where's for this the rest game. of the game, guys? Yeah. Peter, mm. Kingdom Hearts Three's got some DLC. You you know what it's called? Yeah. We thought 
I mean, Kingdom Hearts is frequently ridiculed for its ridiculous game titles that make it impossible to follow. And their first DLC is no different. It's called RE colon semicolon what is colon. that colon mind as in re- remind remind but with a colon it's just so, why it's like it's so needless it's like someone sent you an email and the sh- subject line is mind and you've sent regarding a reply the to charity them. mind yes um great charity go and support mine yeah do support mind uh don't support the, well, you can support this game if you want um, yeah it's it's just you need to be able not to for me have you read all the animes have you played the uh exactly. the mobile game that has all that god just that's it, why i didn't play kingdom hearts 3 i would have yeah. really liked it if there hadn't been all that stuff i just don't want to go into that and not know and i think we talked about this at the time actually uh on on videos or whatever but the the whole idea that there were articles going out and videos going out going, trying to hit. You can watch this if you want to try and catch up on what's going on. And mm-hmm. they were like 30 minutes long. Yeah. Um, and there were even interviews going out by people from Square saying stuff like, oh, yeah, no, you'll understand. You'll understand like who's who and who's a villain and who's a goodie because uh, all the baddies wear black. Yeah. Right, okay. Great, but what are their motivations? Yeah. You're right, though. I would love to play Kingdom Hearts 3 if I could just play the Disney levels, which I think probably yeah. a lot of very confused and disappointed children were bought Kingdom Hearts God, 3 yeah. because it's got the Disney worlds in it, but then mm. they're like, what on earth is going on? I've got no idea. Anyway, So many factions and things, yeah. RE colon Mind is out on the 23rd of January next year if you want to Great. play that. Good luck G- with that. Good for you guys. Yeah. Predator Hunting Grounds, your favorite game. Yeah, it's just looking less and less exciting as time goes on, isn't it? It's got a release date of the 24th of April. What I liked in particular about this trailer is they did the thing that they that is so obvious to anyone who plays games, where the scary, menacing force is coming at the player character, mm. and the player character is shooting wildly, yeah. not even aiming. Like It was even from the perspective <laughs> of the Marine, or whatever he is, at one point. Mm. And he was just aimed off to the side, firing from the hip yeah and it was like why would you even show that and then it cut to the other angle of the predator about to jump to him and the bullets are just flying off in the wrong it's like it just looks crap it looks yeah. looks weird even when this was announced i was at best very cynical and skeptical about it i thought okay i mean good luck to anyone who wants to do a predator game i'm i will keep up on this for now i'll, I'll look at the the updates mm. and then the more that came out the less excited i got and then i played it uh, at EGX and nah no I'm alright it just looks a bit budget doesn't it it is just budget uh, again yeah. this will have its audience people who who love the um, the Friday the 13th game and stuff these like asymmetric the, multiplayer people love them and that's great but you know it's not gonna it's not gonna bring me in for sure unless unless we somehow get a copy which we probably won't because we've talked it up so well yeah but Ben yeah. one of the predators has a bow and arrow one of the predators is a lady predator yeah did you see that yeah predators can be women too yeah I think that's but why great. they would ever use a bow and arrow when they've got an actual wrist laser I have no idea remember when games went through a period a few years ago where they all had bows and arrows in yeah really weird Mm. I don't know like The Last of Us had one which I suppose makes sense Lara Croft Lara Croft had one there were loads of it there Mm. was like not Crytek Crisis Crisis 2 had a high tech bow yeah what are you doing stop it Mm. next up yeah Babylon's Fall is revealed Uh, so this is from Platinum Games Uh, it's been We've, we've heard about this, but we haven't really seen it before. Mm. Uh, Platinum Games, of course, brought us Nier, Bayonetta, and Vanquish, those sort of action titles. Uh, it's published by Square Enix, I think. Uh, and it just shows people fighting 
massive creatures in very, very flashy style. Yeah. Uh, that, again, that's going to appeal to a lot of people. It's not really my kind of game. Me neither. Um, it's like Bayonetta, particularly. It's like it's a bit sort of Bayonetta, Devil May Cry for me. It's just very hack and slash and flashy and, mm. uh, I don't know, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it look you know, Platinum Games are very good. And I'm sure mm-hmm. this will be a very, very good game, but it's it's not it's not one that I'll be playing. Uh, but I like the idea if it's you know that it seems to all take place on this weird floating castle. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're making your way up to the top. I don't know if it's going to be sort of Dark Souls esque in that there's not really going to be a story. It's all going to be environmental storytelling, Shadow of the Colossus style mm-hmm. almost, where you're trying to take down Babylon or whatever. I don't. Yeah. Know, I have no idea. But I, I, you know, I hope it's really good. I'm sure it will be very good. And the big one, Peter. Yeah. Boom. Resident Evil 3 Remake has officially been revealed, despite lots of rumors in the past week or so. And the leaks from the PlayStation Store showing all of its assets yeah. and stuff before it came out. Yeah. This was super sneaky because we've heard, we've been told about Project Resistance for mm. a while, which is their new co-op multiplayer game. Um, and then the, even the, the voice, was it Julia Hardy? Because that was the lady whose name we forgot on the last episode. Now you say it. Was it Julia Hardy doing the voiceover? I don't know if it was, actually. It sounded similar to her. It might have been. Anyway. Yeah. The narrator very sneakily said, So, uh, Capcom have been working on Project Resistance for a while. It's now time to look at the the much-touted single-player component of the multiplayer co-op shooter. Yeah. And it's Resident Evil 3. You sneaky buggers. Yeah. We knew you were going to announce uh, Resi 3 Remake, but we didn't know that it was being... That Project Resistance is just part... It's just the just multiplayer, the multiplayer. aspect really of Resi 3. It's really weird it, isn't it? It was really... I thought it was quite clever, actually, because for a minute I was like, should I be recognizing these characters? I definitely recognize these characters. Yeah. Okay, right, it's Resident Evil 3. It's like, hey, uh, do you want to play a um, Uncharted... A multiplayer third-person shooter game, mm. you can in Uncharted 2. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> so strange to Unbe- do it that way around. But Unbelievable. Maybe it was because of the leaks and things. They sort of wanted to just blow the load at the very last moment. Like, yeah. This is a trailer for our multiplayer game. <laughs> no, it isn't. Got you. Yeah. It's actually a fantastic remake. I'm really looking forward to this. Me too. Same yeah. with uh, Resi 2. I never played... I mean, I played a little bit of Resi 2 as I've t- spoken yeah. about numerous times. It's a bit... Sca- spooks were a bit much for me. Uh, but I've, I've never gone near Resi 3. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm sure this will have the same polish and 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 goodness that Resi 2 had. We don't have to wait very long. No. Which is extremely exciting. April. It probably won't get pushed because it's apparently been in development since before Resi 2 remake came out. Mm-hmm. So they've been working on it for a while. Uh, they've already got the engine there, obviously. Exactly, yeah. And sure. uh, Resi 2, Resi 2 Remake has actually outsold the original Resident Evil 2. I don't know if you saw this. Wow, has it? Yeah, the lifetime sales of Resident Evil God. 2 have now been surpassed by the remake, which is like 6 million That's units. amazing. I did not know that. Really good. Wow. So, I mean, uh, at the end, uh, uh, sorry, at, the, uh, at some point we're probably going to reach critical mass with remakes. Yeah. But for the time being... Long may they continue. I agree. If they're of, if they're of this quality, yeah, and they're bringing us, especially you know, games that I haven't played before. That mm. you know, Resi Two was great, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. What do you think will happen in terms of more Resident Evil remakes after this? If they do any, do you think they will redo one, which they have done on Wii? I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will cannibalize. Just to answer that, I don't mm. think they'll cannibalize the sales of Resident Evil One Remake because that or, that already exists on 
PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. You can already get the GameCube remake of Resi 1. Oh, GameCube, yeah, that yeah. was it, yeah. Uh, with the, which is a remaster of the remake, mm. if that's not confusing for people. But we're close to the next generation, so who's to say that they might not just do, you know, now that there's no, you can no longer buy Resi 1 remake remaster. Yeah. They might, they might just do it again. I wonder if they would dare to do Resident Evil 4. I think they will. Do you think they will? I think they definitely will. That's Gosh. their... That's probably their critically best. Well, game, it is, but right? it's, maybe that's why you shouldn't do it because I don't know. I would. Lo- oh, if they do that, I'll be so excited to play that. I, I think, love that game so much. I think they will. What'll be interesting because that was the first step into more of the action. Yeah, uh, the perspective will be the same as uh, the remakes that they're already making right now. Right. So yeah. yeah. So that it's already kind of in place, but I'll they've shaken up you know they shook up the formula a lot in in the resi 2 remake so it'll be interesting to see if they do resi 4 how they tackle the more sort of cutie sort of the stuff that's aged not so gracefully Mm. in game development terms like you don't see cuties as much anymore not to the extent that they were featured in resi 4 so it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that but imagine how much more horrifying some imagine going out and fighting that I've not played it, but I've seen lots of clips, obviously. Yeah. Going out on the boat in the lake. Oh, yeah. And fight, was it a massive fish thing? Yeah. Imagine Del Lago. how terrifying that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, the regenerators got with to. their croaky voice. and They've got to. They could basically make it look like the opening cinematic from Bloodborne God. with all the spooky townsfolk walking yeah. through town. Oh, oh. God. Oh, well, I hope they do. I don't know if they will, but yeah. Let's they... get through Resi 3 first. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it'll be good. For sure. So... That was it, really. Um, oh, well, actually, no, it wasn't. That wasn't no, it. it wasn't, actually. It was a tiny little teaser at the end. For Ghosts of... Ghosts of... Goats of goats Sushi. Of, yes. Goats of... I can't... She said Toshima, but I thought it was Tsushima because it's got an, an S directly after the T, but I'm not entirely sure. Tsushima. She said Tsushima. She just said Tsushima. Tsushima. It's not... Ghosts of Toshima. So it's not Tsushima. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, that amazing samurai uh, game made by Sucker Punch, which I said was going to be at the Game Awards. You did? Did I not say that? You did. We got like a, what, a 10-second teaser, and it said, see the rest of the trailer at the Game Awards. So I hope you all enjoyed that trailer that we haven't seen yet because it's currently in the future but is now in the past. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. I think it was a. I think it was a pretty good one. It was definitely an improvement. I think they're getting better. It was an improvement. Yeah, I agree. It just. Uh, I mean, we've been through them point by point. You see what I mean. So you yeah. know, Goose Game, Dreams. Yeah, okay, Dreams. That they're 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 good games. I'm guessing, but um, yeah. you know, I I wasn't like wow because wow. oh my god, you know, I already know about them. So Resi and uh, and Super Liminal are the most exciting things there. Everything yes. else, little little bit. Or, or at least not for me. Well, what do you think at home? Let us know mm. in the comments below. Peter, yeah. mm-hmm. we've got about four minutes left on this recording. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us at Team Triple Jump. Wherever you want to go and look, we'll be we'll be there. We'll be there. Unless it's not worth being at. Yeah, no, we won't. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump are where we do our content. We do videos and streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mods uh, are Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps for when we're streaming on both of those channels. Mm. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Our social media man, Luke Eldon of the Elden Ring. Yes. That's the protagonist. Looks after our Facebook and does a very good job of it. Um, We've got a Patreon. uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can ask questions on this podcast and all Mm -hmm. kinds of other things by going there. 
if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, it's play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. Uh, the website, triplej.mup. We've got a shop there where you can buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a Discord. That's bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Our mods over there are Jack, Joe, and Crimson Dragonfly. And we've got a special room in that Discord which you can get into if you're a patron. Absolutely. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20 on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Monday and Tuesday being solo streams on Twitch and Thursday streams being joint streams plays it on YouTube. Worst games is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. It's a worst games ever week. So you'll be getting a worst games ever episode tomorrow. If you're not a patron, mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah. Podcast is every Saturday, and we do loads of shows. There's pretty much one at least every other week. Speaking of which, Prove It was this week. Yes. We did Freeze Easy Peak from Banjo-Kazooie. We did the Let's Play first, and then we went out and proved it in the real world. We did Banjo-Kazooie, Freeze Easy Peak in real life. Both episodes are on the channel. Please go and watch those. They're Christmas-themed. They're all all very fun. They're all very fun. Yeah. Uh, Tat Appeal Unboxing. We did it. It was amazing. You're amazing. The full video will be out on Christmas Day. There's a sleepover stream next week. And speaking of which, that will be the last week that you get a a stream and a podcast before we take a break over Christmas. Mm -hmm. We'll clarify in next week's podcast fully, but basically, you know, we're not going to be here. So you'll still be getting stuff over Christmas and New Year's, but it'll be a bit more sporadic. Mm -hmm. And... Next week's episode is going to be a Christmassy episode, so make sure you get your Christmas questions in when we ask for them. And also go and vote for the Games of the Year. Yeah. Oh, we've got one minute left. Just enough time to talk about Residence Evale 3. Wow. Are you young? Maybe you're not. Maybe you want to pretend how to have be do a wedding in front of the old ones. The old ones, they're lonely. They want to see you be in the part, do, doing the wedding. Do a kissings. They want you to do a kissings in the pretending, the pretend wedding. You can sign up for that if you go to residence, which is resident, apostrophe S, dot. You can't put an apostrophe in it. Yes, you can. Okay. Dot E hyphen veil, V-E-I-L, three, the number three, or the word, doesn't matter. Dot com forward slash sign up now. I'm a cool guy or girl or other. And you can just go and entertain the old people. And I think that's very nice. I'm just hoping they do Residency Veil 4 one day. Well, hopefully they won't, Peter, because Residency Veil 3 will be so successful. Yeah, maybe. That they don't need to reboot it a fourth time no. because, you know, they've got loads of people signing up and all the old people are entertained this Christmas. Anyway, that's enough. The time is going off. We've got to go now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.